0: it's mad that they haven't sorted that out at the departure airport
1: uh well funny funny you should say that exactly <laughs> okay <English>. that's
0: <laughs> am i am i this. ruining your aob <laughs> <laughs> i make bit. a great aob adam
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice there's, and your there's, AOB. And there's your cold open <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. This is the Long Snapper Podcast. This is Adam. I'm back. I had a week off for the first time in 14 years of doing this podcast. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Craig was here hosting. Um, it was like it was kind of like old times, and it was quite nice to nice to have a listen. We'll, co- we'll come to that in a minute. Rich, Mark, and Pat are with me. um How are we all? all right? Good, good thanks, Adam. Welcome back. Good. Good. Thank- yeah. Hello. I like the way you say
0: it's my first one off in. 14 years like we don't take seven months off every summer
1: (laughs) well when you put it like that but my first well what what I mean by that is my first time like listening to an episode of the podcast without kind of knowing what's coming um or having been a part of its production should we say um and this was this was great because because I'd just given you all jobs which you seem to do pretty perfectly other than reading the one sentence reviews Um, But then I screw those up anyway. Um, But it it was it was great, like having done no work whatsoever, um, just to enjoy listening.
2: Can I ask, Adam, were you listening to as well, walking around Wandsworth with no headset on, (laughs) trying to try to find Craig's missus?
1: (laughs) Um, No, I was listening on the plane, um, semi-successfully because my my earphones died, and rather than play through my phone speaker so everyone else could hear, I, I controversially decided to. Just listen to the rest of it later. Uh, you know,
2: that's it's a good strategy, yeah. that. I think that's fair enough. Yeah.
0: We, still, we still haven't heard from Man in Wandsworth about uh, <laughs> what his reasoning is for wandering around listening to us out loud.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, Man in Wandsworth, um, get in touch at Long Snap Pod, please. Uh, <laughs> and I want to know more about this.
3: Yeah. Um, Do you know serious. where Craig's wife lives? What? <laughs> I really is there something, the is there something going on that we need to know about? And uh, you know, good good for you listening out loud. Just spread the word.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, unfortunately, it doesn't count like, all those extra people listening that might not want to. That doesn't count in our, our stats. <laughs> not that we even pay any attention or care. Hey, hey, if
3: one more person had listened to it, then that would have doubled our listening figures to two. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey,
1: um. I'm pretty sure we doubled our Austrian listening figures a week ago (laughs) (laughs) based on my downloading habits. But yeah, it was it it just it left me sort of feeling like quite satisfied. This is it's quite a good listen.
0: I do enjoy the zero pressure when you've had a week where you're not doing it and just like, well, it doesn't matter. Like I couldn't have messed up so I can just (laughs) listen to the podcast and see what everyone else has said that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, is ninety-five percent of it.
1: <laughs> uh, there wasn't that much that was obviously wrong other than the you know, most of the facts, but you know, the opinions <laughs> are opinions, facts. aren't they?
0: Yeah. I did enjoy Craig sort of starting to give you credit for not messing up introducing and running the one sentence reviews and then taking it all back again <laughs> immediately <laughs> afterwards. Re- refused to give you any credit. It was great. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i I definitely i definitely got that but there was a backhanded compliment in there somewhere so i'll I'll take (laughs) it it's not it's not easy honest um hence hence the low quality of of some of what we do um (laughs) all right speak speaking of which um we're going to have a little quiz now i have pretty much developed a format i say developed a format copied a format um, from a successful tv show uh, but it's one that requires you guys to do all the work <laughs> rather than me
3: we had um, this last week
1: yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not stupid um, like it. so <laughs> um, taskmaster um, which is a show that's relatively new to me um, if you are familiar with it great if you're if you're not familiar with it um it's basically you do tasks and get points depending on what the taskmaster feels like. Um, the taskmaster in this case will be me, and um, I have set you each three tasks to do in advance and one that I'm going to throw at you um, on the fly here. Oh and I'm going to I'm going to rank your rank your efforts. Um, taskmaster would normally have five contestants, and you'd get. Five, four, three, two, one points. But there's only three of you, so we'll do we'll do three, two, one um, for each round. Now, the first task was I wanted you each to come up with the most interesting NFL-related stat or fact that you could. And depending on how impressed I am, will be what points you
2: get. And Pat, let's start with with your fact well known stats fan pat jackson (laughs) i was looking for facts that are good now and have the potential to be great um so i'd like to bring to you micah parsons current rookie sack leader with 13 he needs one sack in each of his remaining two games to pass javon curse who is the current rookie all-time sack leader with 14.5 of tennessee old boy Um, Love the
1: Freak, obviously
2: And given that his opponents Are the Cardinals and The Eagles in the last two games Who both have quarterbacks Who like to think of themselves as mobile I fancy his chances to become the uh, rookie With the most sacks in NFL history
1: Okay I'd say that's a reasonably high bar uh, But I haven't heard the other two yet So I can't give you any points So far Um, Mark, what's your fact?
3: so I went in a slightly different direction mine isn't based on stats mine is more of a, what I'm hoping is a relatively little known fact, or at least I've spent my entire life believing that it's a relatively little little known fact
1: this sounds like a Craig fact (laughs) it it,
3: it, it certainly may well be a bit of a floating fact this one, but we'll see how it goes Um, so I've always been aware of the fact that the raven in the Baltimore ravens isn't a bird or isn't based on a bird it is actually they are actually named after a uh, a po poem
1: okay there's i heard something about like their mascot being related to that bird that's interesting yeah.
3: that, that is interesting yeah so the raven is not a it's not a bird despite the, the picture on the helmet but it's actually they've actually named after a poem
1: a, Edgar Allan Poe. An Edgar Allan Poe poem, uh, correct? An Edgar Allan <laughs> poem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Oh, what a great poem it was. <laughs> um. Okay, Rich, give us give us your fact or
0: stat. I dug, I dug fairly far back into the the uh, history of American football, and uh, I have one from nineteen
1: forty three. I mean, unless you come out with something dreadful here, you're probably going to get three points. <laughs>
0: uh, Sa- Sammy Ball of the Washington football team, I believe they were Redskins back then. I don't think they changed name until recently in, in their history. Uh, he once threw four touchdowns and had four interceptions in the same game. And he's the only, ever, only player ever to do that because the four interceptions were as a DB and he was the one doing the catching of the football.
1: Nice.
2: Incredible. Oh, okay.
1: Do you know? I think that is going to get you three points. Um, well done, Reg. And I, actually, I, I, I liked all of your stats and facts there. Um, I don't. I don't want to say anyone's last. Um, this. This very un Greg Davis like. Um, Greg has <laughs> um, his moments. He, he does. I'm. I'm going to give Pat two points and Mark, you. You lose with yours. Um, but. You know, don't don't think of yourself as a loser here. Think of yourself as just the third best, with your one point.
3: Thanks, Craig. <laughs> <pray.
1: laughs> I mean, it's it's difficult because you're all white and you have equal white privilege. Um, so, <laughs> so, I'd like to think if Craig had been here and he had the best
3: fact, he would have still got zero points.
1: Oh, 100 percent. I mean, this is this is the perfect format to abuse white privilege. Right, your, your, your second task. Um, I would like from each of you a, a bold or surprising prediction for the rest of this season. And,
0: uh, Rich. I realise now that this is going to get me one point, but I'm going to go with it anyway. <laughs> uh, my prediction is that the Patriots will, as tradition dictates, lose against Miami in Week 18. That will ensure that three teams from the AFC East make it to the playoffs and will drop the Patriots to the seventh seed. They'll then go on to win another ring against Brady's Buccaneers from that position.
1: That's disgusting.
0: <laughs> uh, but, uh, you that said just bold or surprising, more so I went with both.
1: <laughs> um, Alright, uh, Pat, give us yours. Or Pat, don't give us yours. You seem to have frozen. That's an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: that but, is surprising.
1: I mean, but maybe Rich, you won't get one point after all if Pat <laughs> just just refuses to answer.
3: No, I'm getting. I'm going to get one point in this round as well, Rich. I'm afraid. i <laughs>
1: good. <laughs> um, all right, Mark, give us your answer in the hope that Pat might appear back in the meantime. Hello, sorry. Oh, there he is.
3: <laughs> there he is, me. Um, so mine. Um, Along the similar lines, and I've alluded to this somewhat in Twitter after the uh, the weekend's games, uh, my prediction is that the Colts don't lose another game this season and go on and become Super Bowl champions.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll tell you now, Rich, that you are going to get more than one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat, what's, what's your prediction for the rest of the season?
0: It doesn't have to be bold or surprising, and it will still get three points. It will oh, still just, just
1: predict <laughs> something that I like. You'll yeah. get your three points. The Titans oh. will play well in the game. Yay!
2: <laughs> My prediction is that Pat Sherman and Vic Fangio will have been fired from the Broncos before their final game of the season. Oof!
1: I mean, that's that's going to get you three points. I mean, easily. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three points on the hearts and minds of Broncos fans.
1: All right, Pat, you are joint leader with Rich on five points after that question. Mark, you only have two. Fantastic. There you go. All right, I'm going to throw one at you now. And I would like you to give me your favourite Tennessee Titans moment from any time in history that you like, off the top of your head. Um, And, yeah, if if you thought this... Wasn't a biased quiz, or wasn't heavily in favour of entertaining the taskmaster, then you know, what do you expect? Um, Mark, start with, uh, let's start with you. you Come
3: on with
1: So this this is my my favourite. It's however you see fit to answer this question. It probably depends whether you want to amuse yourself or get points. Um, They may be two very different things. (laughs)
3: <laughs> um well yes i well can i can i go back as far as them being the houston oilers absolutely fantastic then i would like to go back to um to january the 3rd 1993. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I would like you to take you to the the rich stadium in uh in orchard park as it was known then um where the buffalo bills managed to recover a 32 point deficit to win against the houston oilers Forty-one thirty-eight in overtime as the greatest ever moment in Titans history.
1: <laughs> oh, that's an approach to an answer there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank, Frank Reich, no less. Um, he
3: wasn't there. Yeah, the Frank
1: Reich-led Buffalo Bills. I, I was w- weirdly watching. Clips from someone posted it on Twitter. It was from the the week before that, or it might be two weeks before that. Whatever it was, where Buffalo played Houston in the regular season in yep. in Houston, and it was that was the game that Jim Kelly got hurt. Yep. Um, and the the Oilers absolutely thrashed the Bills. Warren Moon had a had a big day. I think I think uh, Cody Carlson might have come in, but um, it was it was a weird sort of flip of so. You know, one quarterback, uh, and then a, another coming in and i think it just it felt okay 35-3 up in that game and being as dominant as we were against the backup quarterback it, it still beggars belief
3: yeah it was um, Well, the when you if you watch back the second quarter which i think the you you lot won 21 nil it's about as one-sided a quarter as it's possible to have in any kind of sporting fixture ever and then to think from that position, how you contrive to lose the game. Yeah.
1: And it was, to go 35-3, I think it was a pick six. Yes. Just for sort of, like, as if, you know, a gut-wrenching moment, that's even worse than conceiving. It's a
3: touchdown, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was was, was pretty special. Um, As for coming off the back of the game that you you mentioned, it was 27-3, I think, in Houston, to come off the back of that, and then to, destroy us in the first half of this one Um, yeah and we all know how it ended fantastic
1: I mean it it ended by you getting whipped by the Cowboys (laughs) that's that's normally how it it, it uh, is we don't we don't talk about that okay fine (laughs) let's well let's move let's definitely move on Um, I've hopefully given Rich enough time to to think of a (laughs) a Titans moment Um, what have you come up with
0: I have come up with a much more recent one obviously uh and tom brady's last game as a patriot Mm -hmm. where (laughs) he was handed a loss in foxborough by the unfancied and uh, uh generally dismissed titans 20 points to 13 in the wild card round of the playoffs and all we all laughed so much that's my favorite patriots moment
1: um specifically that Logan Ryan pick six hopefully uh, whether that's yes. at the, you know, the top of your mind or not um, just the whole game I mean you, you, you're you scoring more points than Mark again um, <laughs> but let's see if you score more
0: points than Pat
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes because he's frozen again
1: frozen again
0: <laughs> Should we talk more about Brady's last game as a Patriot <laughs> uh, yeah
1: absolutely um, absolutely <laughs>
3: The it's thing that, that I like happened. about Post is that we all knew that he was finished after that point. He was oh to yeah, and of play course. They do nothing.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that aspect of the climbing. That that Logan Ryan pick six is such a weird moment. Like it's it's amazing, obviously looking back on it, and that looks like it sealed the game. But I still my reaction watching it is go down, go down, <laughs> yeah, um, because. Yeah, the, I think the Titans went for two and didn't get it or something but it meant that we weren't that I think they were a point down at that point go down the game's over the Patriots had no timeouts so we could just kneel he yeah. didn't it was so close to the end zone you couldn't really blame him, but it meant that the Patriots were going to get the ball back again Yeah. they only had a few seconds but it just uh, and it was just one of those weird weird moments where the instinct is obviously to score a touchdown but Rationally, cold like day it wasn't wasn't the best thing to do. Luckily, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, I think Pat's back. This is uh, boding boding well for the rest of the podcast uh, with uh, the as um, yes. Apologies the for that.
2: <laughs> I thought you'd all gone respect respectfully silent as I gave my answer, but actually, you've just gone not connected to me as I gave my answer. <laughs> well, I'll give you your answer now. I'll um, give it again. I want to take you back to the 2017 comeback against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. 21-3 oh, down at halftime. Yes. Great. The uh, Titans came back to win 22-21. And Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself. And that was just the <laughs> peak moment of that superb second-half performance, for my mind. Uh, wonderful. Uh, that's And Eric Decker
1: managed to... Catch the ball when it mattered, um, which was about the only one he caught all year. Um, yeah, excellent. I can't split you and Rich. Um, you knew exactly how to where to go with this, so I'm, I'm going to give you both three points. Mark, you only get points um, for very obvious reasons. Um, your final task was, um, and this one's a little bit different. Um, I want the most amusing NFL arrest story um, that you're aware of or have researched. I don't know. Yeah, let's. We'll start with Rich. I've lost track of um,
0: <laughs>
1: what order we're doing this in. Um, give us your arrest story.
0: Well, obviously, I can't let any NFL arrest based question go past without mentioning Alden Smith's criminal record. <laughs> so, uh, this is a man who's been arrested at least five times for DUIs. I tried to find the full list, and there's so much information out there that I just got bored of trying to dig through it all. Uh, he was a suspect in a domestic violence incident and he signed for the City Hawks and am- was immediately involved in second-degree battery or arrested for second-degree battery. But my very favourite Alden Smith moment was when he called a false bomb threat at LAX and was promptly arrested. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's so good. I mean, the, the five DUIs are great by themselves. I think, like, I've been arrested for the time for DUI. He probably should stop. Yeah. Nah. Just, just, just keep doing it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's just, he's one of those players, it's just the ultimate frustration because he was so talented. He had that his second season, I think, where he had 19 and a half sacks. And you just think if he'd been able to keep himself out of trouble, he'd have been one of the all time best edge rushers in NFL history. He just, just couldn't couldn't help himself.
1: very good uh mark uh
0: i am going to go
3: with um my favorite that i think is eugene robinson um you may or may not be aware of this chap uh, but during the late 90s 1998 um, he played for the atlanta falcons they had a fantastic season went 14 and 2 and made it all the way to the super bowl um, to play the denver broncos um, he was also, Mr. Mr. Robinson was also a, a, a standout performer for them that season, he was nominated to the Pro Bowl and before the Super Bowl was given the Bart Starr Award for his high moral character, which is a fantastic <laughs> award to win. Congratulations. Um, the, the Super Bowl itself, unfortunately, didn't go too well for the Falcons. They were destroyed by the Denver Broncos, 35, uh, nine, 34-19 in the second of the John Elway Super Bowl wins. Um, and later on that night, Robinson, who obviously maybe had had one too many sherbets following the defeat, attempted to pay a prostitute to perform certain acts on him um, after the game as a way to drown his sorrows. Unfortunately, that prostitute was an undercover policewoman. Um, he was unfortunately promptly arrested, and um, there has never been a more ironic award recipient in the history of
1: sports. <laughs> yeah, not, not really living up to that, was he? No. Um, all right. I mean it what Mark's done here doesn't really matter he's too far behind but Pat um, have you got a better arrest story than Rich?
2: Well possibly I'd like to talk about Titus Young who has the rare distinction of being arrested twice on the same day and the first (laughs) arrest was you know a kind of standard DUI Um, we've we've heard those from Rich already they're 10 a penny unfortunately amongst uh, some of the NFL players but um, this D- this by himself. Quite, yeah. <laughs> this DUI, his car was impounded and he was arrested trying to steal his car back. The Slim. second time <laughs> <play> for <from> <laughs> That's excellent, man.
0: Um, Oh, I
1: mean, in, in a way, you're all winners. Uh, but in another, more accurate way, Pat, you're the winner. <laughs> yeah!
3: Team spare. On a Pat.
1: Oh. Very good. I mean, that wasn't so much as a quiz. It's just a quite a fun way of spending 10, 15 minutes. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> <Perfect> question, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it is between Christmas and New Year. Unusually, we at this point have two weeks to go in the in the season because of the ridiculous idea that we need a, a 17th game for, for each team. But here we are. Um, gives us one... Extra opportunity to, to win some money in the Steve Brains anytime touchdown corner. Obviously, your efforts last week in my absence had the usual result. Um, so
3: <laughs> I, I didn't even I didn't even bother to follow it on Sunday because I realised that you know Thursday night, right? We got a score there.
1: Yeah, Thursday night came through, to Foreman, and
2: then yeah.
3: and then it went downhill the... rapidly after that.
2: Yeah. We were uh, two for two from that... the first two games. Okay. Then it went downhill rapidly. Uh, okay. okay,
0: good, good. We got a four out of six, didn't we?
2: By my count, two, but I might have missed um, oh, okay. some of the scorers.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mine definitely. Like Alvin Kamara didn't didn't score.
1: Well, yeah, it only takes one, doesn't it? Right, let's let's give it a go. We are going to pick from players in games that where the teams have already made the playoffs. She's an odd way to go. We're just making it harder for ourselves. As if the NFL is predictable anyway. We're making <laughs> going for things that are even less predictable, where teams might be resting starters or not, or giving them snap counts or any other things like that. Um,
0: well, I, I suggested this one because there were six teams that had made the playoffs. And I thought, that's perfect. Six teams, we each pick from one team, without thinking about the fact that the Cardinals were playing the, the Cowboys. So that immediately screws up our ability to pick six players from those six teams. And as we always do, rather than going, oh, well, that doesn't work. Let's do something else. We've just decided to go with it anyway and throw bar <laughs> in whatever we can manage.
1: Yes. Well, seeing as I think neither Craig nor Russ actually picked anyone, if it did, apologies, I missed it. But well, let's just let's just pick five players. So we'll pick one from that game and then four more. Um, we'll just right. do it as a joint effort, um, if that sounds all right. No, oh, it good. doesn't matter. It's just we're just giving a <laughs> bookmaker five quid
0: in just a different form. But you know, it doesn't.
3: Maybe this is what we need: a collective decision on each game will be the way to go.
2: Yeah, rather things, than just individual. Things by committee are always better. Yeah, not <laughs> like quarterbacks, as we found in one of the games this week. <laughs> well, indeed. Oh dear.
3: All right.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, all this means it'll probably just
1: take longer. but we, we, start with, we start? Should we've with never worried City? about taking lots of time before. Come on.
0: No. <laughs> Casey are the only team that have made it in the in the AFC. So let's start there.
1: All right. Um, I mean, it.
0: <sighs> Kelsey and Hill were out with COVID. I don't know whether they are eligible to be back.
1: Casey is still
3: question. Uh, Kelsey is still questionable. Um, Hill is. Um, at this point, not on the injury report. All right.
1: Did Kelsey have a concussion? I think the week before as well. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, Try- well, should we go with Tyreek Hill then? Tyreek Hill. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. Let's pick a player from Dallas against Arizona. Um. Too, so many to so many to choose from.
0: I'm gonna suggest we go with a Dallas player because Arizona have been god awful Sh- for the last weeks.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh, because
1: me? that, because predicting these things is so is so reliable at the moment.
3: <laughs> well, all of their skill position, no one's on the um, the injury report, so it's a uh, it's Ceedee Lamb or Zeke Elliott, I guess.
0: Let's oh, not Shorts. pick C D Lamb because I've watched him drop too many balls this season, and I don't want to see him drop three <laughs> touch that, potential touchdowns and then someone else snaffle them instead. Yeah, fair. Shorts is a good shout, Pat. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll get. I, I like.
1: Schultz actually. Um I right. don't I don't fancy Zeke. I think they've they've with Pollard as well, it's not been That's true. Yeah. as yeah. reliable. Um Schultz seems to Dak seems to quite like him. Alright.
0: Do it.
3: Um, I like yeah, this. I like this it.
0: decided by committee. This is good. <laughs> none of us have to take any responsibility when none <laughs> yeah. of these players score.
3: <laughs>
2: That's true. I don't
3: know how this my, my only issue with this is I don't know how it's gonna work on Pat's graph.
2: Pat will right. find a way I'll I'll put an asterisk, it'll be fine Okay, good
1: okay, Just blame everyone yeah. um, Right, what's who are the other teams, Rich? Because I'm brutally uh, unprepared Green Bay must be one of Green
0: them Green Bay, I was going to suggest Given they're playing the Vikings That we go with Aaron Rodgers Because he does like a rushing touchdown Against NFC
2: North teams Oh, come on, Craig <laughs> oh, wow, <that's, laughs>
1: That
0: is bold
2: uh, I was I mean, expecting the second your... name to be Jones To be honest, but
0: yeah. yeah, I mean that's the obvious pick, isn't it?
1: That would be the better Aaron to go with. <laughs> Fine. Um, Mark, give you're going to rubber stamp that Aaron Jones.
3: Very happy with that. Yeah, well done.
1: Okay. Well done. Cool. Yeah, good. Just, just two more to get through. Who I assume, LA Rams. The Rams. Yeah. Ah, oh, Cooper. Cooper Cups. The obvious ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With
3: Robert. Robert Woods is on IR. Um, it's got to be Cooper Cup, surely.
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Cooper Cup, keep it, keep it right. simple, and uh, then the Bucks.
2: Well, Ronald Jones or I riot. Ronald yeah. Jones, okay. Or well, Roland Jones, whichever the one is correct. I've meant to block about which one's wrong and which one's right.
1: Pretty sure it's <laughs> Ronald, but I like Roland. Um, okay. <laughs> Ronald Jones, uh, Cooper Cup, Aaron Jones, Dalton shoots, and Dalton Schultz and Tyreek Hill. I like Steve
0: the wins. idea. I like the idea that there is actually a Roland Jones and a Ronald Jones, and the buccaneers have snuck twins onto their roster by pretending they're the same person.
2: <laughs> that would be a very, very box thing to do. I can see that. Yeah.
1: excellent. I, I every time we do this in recent weeks, I keep thinking of Steve in a kind of light-hearted way, he'd be absolutely pissing his pants at our attitude, lackluster <laughs> efforts each week
3: um, every time I hear the names mentioned though I like I think uh, I listen to the names I think I don't see how that can lose <laughs> because, <laughs> because surely those guys are gonna all score touchdowns they always score touchdowns and yet every week we fuck it up
1: <laughs> the bookmakers see you coming don't they mark but, uh, yeah price boost. Was three to one, four to one. Oh, I'll have some of that. that yeah, can't, definitely. Can't Sign so I'm yeah, a quid now. <laughs> when the fun stops, stop.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Good.
1: That's definitely a winner, though. I think so. There we go. Right. Next up, some one sentence reviews, which will obviously be back to the usual level of snicks,
2: snicks, snicks, Good.
0: Good. I love the fact that you asked up that phrase. <laughs>
3: okay listen to (laughs) this podcast for isn't it
1: oh absolutely right one senses reviews going all the way back to last Thursday and San Francisco 17 Tennessee 20
3: maybe Jimmy G's last game for the Niners as AJ Brown goes ballistic in the second half to seal an important victory
1: Cleveland 22 Green Bay 24 a scoreline that flattered the Browns, the difference between these teams is a lot greater than two points would suggest. Indianapolis 22, Arizona 16.
0: Arizona clinched a playoff place despite this loss, but this game was ultimately more important to the Colts who are charging hard for their own ber- berth in the postseason.
1: New York Giants 10, Philadelphia 34.
2: Our rookie QB is struggling. I'm sure glad we hired Mike Glennon to come in, go three and out, and throw interceptions instead. <laughs>
1: Tampa Bay 32, Carolina 6. No Fournette, no Goblin, no problem. LA Rams 30, Minnesota 23. The Rams
2: lead the West and the rest, whilst the Vikings Vikinged it up. Predictable.
1: LA Chargers 29, Houston 41.
0: Chargers corner Chris Harris Jr. managed the understatement of the week when he suggested that, I don't think we took full advantage of the opportunity we had.
1: Buffalo 33, New England 21. If their game in Buffalo proved that the Pats are better at running the football, this game proved that the Bills are better at throwing it. Huge win for Buffalo. Jacksonville 21, New York Jets 26.
3: Did anyone really care about this
2: game? do
1: yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit 16, Atlanta 20.
2: The Tim Boyle laser show falls short, but you still owe me a point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Baltimore 21, Cincinnati 41.
0: No change of luck for the Ravens who were far from their best without Lamar.
1: Chicago 25, Seattle 24.
3: I was kind of surprised to see Nick Foles pop up in this one starting for the Bears, but his late magic seals a win for them. Pittsburgh
1: 10, Kansas City 36.
0: No Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey, but who needs them when you've got Byron Pringle? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Denver 13, Las Vegas 17. Huge divisional win. I could just about to say that. Huge divisional win for the Raiders. They can't make the playoffs given their season, surely. Washington
2: 14, Dallas 56. To quote my messages from the discussions of this game, fuck me, what an absolute shit show from Washington. Jesus Christ.
1: And <laughs> uh, finally, Miami 20, New Orleans 3.
3: The Dolphins D shuts down the Ian Book led Saints to record their seventh
0: straight win. Ian Book does sound like an IT contractor.
1: Yeah, first Ian in. to ever play quarterback in the NFL. Really? Yeah. That was yeah. nearly my fun fact. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there you a go. Good fact. Hopefully um, not... And I think you can guess in at least one guess who reported that. Rappaport. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it's not the name of an a NFL player of any position, and uh, yeah, there you go, Ian. But maybe, Book, maybe fantastic. a punter, but he would have to be. Oh yeah, like yeah, a British punter,
0: a punter, like ex-footballer or an Australian,
1: Scottish, Scottish, yes. yeah, yes. definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, some. I mean, you were talking about this last week in my absence. How well, how difficult the NFL is to predict at the moment. Rising COVID cases, rising levels of vast um, nonsense going on. But this this week was no no exception. I mean, that Dallas fifty six against Washington, who whose defense has been playing pretty well. Um, the Steelers just not showing up, having got a huge win the week before. The Bears winning in Seattle from nowhere. Houston, forty-one points against the Chargers. Yeah, that was so, the biggest weird one for me. Is there anything? I mean, I, Dave Davis Mills, by the way, who has yeah, with his massive neck that even eclipses Mike Glennon's, <laughs> seems semi-serviceable. But know, you sort of look at, look at it and think they just they just look dreadful. What on earth did the Chargers do?
0: Well, Davis Mills looks like the kind of quarterback that we've seen in the past where you're playing on a dreadful team there's zero expectation you almost just get to play with a certain amount of freedom whereas I think if they start getting some talent around him he might sink a bit because all of a sudden there's expectation to be winning games. I I think the strangest thing about the Chargers in the last couple of weeks is how much Herbert seems to have shifted to all of a sudden just not seeing the field and throwing picks and missing throws and he's he's just I assume well, it's, it was it was um, it
1: was one of those that got out of hand didn't it so right he was making more and more desperate throws as the situation got more desperate so sometimes I think those stats can be a bit padded and the scoreline reflects that as well um, but we, it was ugly
3: we were talking last week about how there was going to be a team potentially impacted by covid and when the Chargers started this one without Joe Bosa, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and their centre, Corey Lindsley, four of their most important players, all on the code list, um, I just don't think they uh, th- their talent level was getting to a point whereby it was kind of matching Houston's. Um, and then they allowed Houston to run all over them for
0: the entire game. But, but Houston this, you say had players out as well.
3: They did, but, I mean, they, you, you know, it's... I don't think it was players of that kind of calibre. Well, they don't have <laughs> players they don't of
1: that. Have... <laughs> Correct. It makes it a much more level playing field though, right? Yeah. But here's, here's the thing. I mean, I, I hate, to, I really hate to do this, particularly after something you said earlier, Mark, but um, a team that overcame significant COVID losses to win on the road at a high-flying team are the Indianapolis Colts. Now, yeah. that, I can't, I can't not be impressed by that. Now, by all, this wasn't a game I saw. It was, I didn't, I didn't see live. It was in the middle of the night, but it was not a great performance by the Cardinals. Sure, um, but the the Colts got it done. They keep getting it done after a shaky start to the season. Um, they they are impressive, and your prediction, Mark, of them not losing another game. Now that may be impacted by their. Their quarterback having a, a positive test this week. Unvaccinated Carson Wentz is the latest. I in mean,
3: the... Isn't it unbelievable that a player in this league can make the decision to remain unvaccinated to a point now whereby it could potentially, if you because of the rules, he now missed two games. You're not only giving yourself likely a harder game into the playoffs, if you even make it in the first place, but if it's impacting your playoff, your ability to go in the playoffs, you're potentially costing your team season. It's, I find it incredible that there are players who've made that decision.
1: I, I can't talk about this without coming back to Ryan Tannehill. Now he didn't want to get vaccinated. He wasn't going to get vaccinated. Now I'm not, I'm not, this isn't the time or the place to discuss the rights and wrongs of getting vaccinated or not, um, because there's clearly only one correct answer to that. But he, despite those views, when the NFL announced the COVID protocols and the fact that basically if you're unvaccinated, it's much worse if you catch COVID in terms of time you miss, etc. Yep. So, OK, get me the jab. Got himself yep. done. Got himself vaccinated for for the cause, for the team. Now, that's a, that's a leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but the thing the what's what's so weird about this is, and we saw it with Aaron Rodgers a few weeks ago, is the fact that nobody knows these players aren't. Um, I mean, unless it's leaked, I mean, the team will know, but no one knows they're unvaccinated until this happens. Yeah. Um, and the Colts had Leonard as well, um, who missed last week's, going to miss, I assume, this week, depending on the timing. Um, but yeah, it's it's it really screws the team. <laughs> especially if they're a key a key player um, and it it's just it's just bonkers if if the Colts I mean I the Colts will probably be fine I don't think them losing Wentz is the same big deal as you know Green Bay losing Rodgers or other teams losing their QB necessarily and they've got you know their Jonathan Taylor's can't be stopped at the minute so they're going like a train but and they'll, they'll probably still win their last two games and they might even only need one to get in the playoffs anyway. But still, the idea that that puts your season in jeopardy is just bonkers
0: to me. Yeah, that's... yeah. I mean, the, the, sorry, Pat, but the fact they play the Jags in the last week of the season, they should be able to win that game with relatively little throwing from their their backup is Sam er- Erlinger.
1: Yeah, I think. he's he's in line to start against the Raiders, and well, whether that's the Jags as well, I don't know.
0: He's he's had a start already this season, hasn't he? Because ankles took him out for at least <laughs> well, one when,
1: game. When ankles, and I think it might be one game. ankles ended up playing on bad ankles, didn't he?
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I do think there's he's, he's had definitely at got had both a little, Delta little bit and of practice. Omicron,
1: by the way, you you know that for certain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, I'd, I'd imagine they'll just lean on the run really heavily for two weeks and and make it that way.
3: Yeah, it makes, it it makes like they th- this game to me. They they were impressive considering as you alluded to earlier on, Adam. A lot of players out with COVID, but more more so than that, their offensive line injuries that they've picked up are one more during the game. And I think it was there they started the game with their their guard center and guard all there as, as backups. And for them to create the holes that they managed to create in between the tackles, running the ball against Arizona, who haven't don't have the greatest rush defence in the league anyway, um, but some of the holes they created, even right from the very first play when Jonathan Taylor scampered away, um, they weren't fantastic after that. The Cardinals contributed a huge amount to their own downfall, missing field goals, extra points, um, and just not looking particularly fantastic. A lot of turnovers. Um, but the Colts continue to find ways to make to, to get victories, and there's just I don't know what it is. There's just something They're about this team incredibly
1: well coached.
3: Oh, well that yes, that's certainly it's, a, it's... a big factor. Yeah, and yeah, I don't, it's they've 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 clearly got some grit about them, which probably is a comes from comes from the coaching as well. And I don't think there is anybody that would want to play them.
1: Uh, no, no. Uh, well, the Raiders and the Jags will have to, and then they will have a postseason opponent. There's no doubt about that now, unless even even with this, I, I think. Um, but uh, it's yeah. a hypothetical, isn't it? The the idea that if it came down to a quarterback change was the reason they missed the playoffs. Can you can you imagine being Carson Wentz in that situation, or being whoever and let, letting your letting your team down. Maybe maybe you
2: won't see it like that. Yeah, lying yeah. on his massive bed of ten million dollars, I'm sure he'll be really struggling. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and and the, the thing the thing is with about Wentz, I, I kind of feel like there are other teams that could lose their quarterback, and you wouldn't necessarily be too much of a you you wouldn't worry about it as much. With Carson, he's kind of a I don't, there's something about him that says to me that there is still a good quarterback in there. The pass that sealed it to um to patmore in the in the fourth quarter was was a little bit of magic it was a wonderful throw and they needed that from him because they weren't getting as much running going at that point point. and he still has that in him so yeah it's like it baffles me that he can put himself in a in a position where you can miss multiple games when your team are relying on you like that
1: i did hear a rumor sort of a couple of blue tick Twitter accounts this evening of uh, calls being made to Philip Rivers (laughs) 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 I think we all want that to come true I don't think it will Um, but yeah that would be uh, that would be interesting wouldn't it Um, Rich shall we give Thursday Night Football a mention I know it's a a long Mm. time ago
0: (laughs) well it is but it's It's now rumbling on in 49ers Twitter because of Jimmy G's thumb.
1: Jimmy G has got an injury. (laughs) I think even the listeners can see my air quotes at this point.
0: Well, allegedly, I mean, it's not like he's got a sprained something or other where you could just say, oh yeah, that's clearly an exaggeration. He's got, he's got a chipped bone in his thumb. So
2: clearly something. yeah, Yeah.
0: Clearly something has happened there. he, didn't play well from the the point where apparently the uh the the injury happened um now the question is if the if the staff knew that he was injured on his throwing hand and was struggling to throw surely that's a good point to maybe consider whether you put in the guy that you drafted and gave up three first round picks for
3: yeah your, your I mean, third overall, your the third game third overall pick, maybe try him
0: yeah like I, i'm i mean he will as far as I can tell, he's going to be playing this weekend and probably for the next couple of weeks, but possibly if we make the playoffs through the playoffs. But the it just baffles me that a player that we know struggles when injured on the field, gets injured middle of the second quarter when we had reasonable amount of control over the game, why you'd then risk further injury at that point is is beyond me. Was it known that he'd injured his thumb, or has it
3: come out later that he told people that he'd injured his thumb, or is it something that's come out after the game? He
0: wasn't on the post-game injury list, so (laughs) no one really (laughs) knows because coaching staff are being sort of fairly, you know, quiet about it. But the the suggestion is that either he was injured but didn't really feel it too badly.
1: Stories straight about right. did he was he did he did he injure his thumb
3: accidentally liking a tweet about something no <laughs> well, presumably he it was
0: when he was furiously texting uh, John Lynch to tell him what he'd done yeah. <laughs> but yeah the, the suggestion is that you know your adrenaline's rushing all that kind of stuff you don't feel like it's as bad as it actually is and so he didn't end up on the injury report the other theory is that they played it down at the time so that the um so that the game at the weekend they'd have less time less chance to um game plan for trey lance
1: i mean it's only tuesday right yeah well yeah at this this point you're
0: missing practices so yeah
1: yeah Um, i mean that was that was yet another uh, game that didn't seem to go the way anyone expected especially at half time when the titans couldn't get two plays going together offensively
0: well, um, you but, you remembered that we've got zero good secondary players or good corners anyway because our safeties are decent and and started throwing the ball to your best uh, best wide receiver, which apparently I mean we were trying to right. do that.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, obviously you've missed a few weeks, uh, but uh, he he was just exceptional. Yeah, when that was, you have you have short memories, don't you? Watching sometimes, but it was like, oh yeah, he could do that, and it and it clearly affected Tannehill as well. There was a. The big a big moment in the game was right at the end of the third quarter when there was time the time on the game clock um, was less than the time on the play clock and it was just oh Tannehill's gonna it was third and twenty something. Just oh let's let let the clock run down and we'll pick call a conservative play at the start of the third quarter. And they were just doing the you know, the the fake hut hut, whatever, um and yeah. got the Got the Niners to jump offside. Well, seriously, they fell for that, and suddenly Tannehill just heaves one in the general direction of AJ Brown. And because AJ Brown is AJ Brown, he comes down with it. They're like, oh yeah, we could do this. We can do stuff like this. And it, it, you could just see like Tannehill's shoulders sort of like rise in this sort. Of, I remember this. Like, you can yeah. throw the ball deep, and you can you can have a bit of have a bit of fun, branch out a little bit. I'm not throwing to Nick Westbrook-Akina anymore. <laughs> um maybe, maybe we've got a hope. And that it just was, totally changed the complexion of the game.
0: That was absolutely your you're spot on with that being one of the big turning points of the game because we we've been pretty good for like we haven't really jumped off sides this year. There have been a number of occasions where I've been sat there going, Just don't jump offside, just don't jump offside. Off and we haven't. I've been like, Oh, good. In in years gone past one of our players would have been you know halfway between guard and tackle before the ball snapped um but yeah that it just giving that opportunity for Tannehill to just throw one up and see what happened and it wasn't like our we've got a we've got a who hasn't been great has been slagged off a lot by niners twitter but he has a tendency to at least be in phase with his receiver and again he was but AJ Brown's just a big human being and he just bullied him and went up and got it
1: yeah I that's, that's what he does and yeah it's, it's it, it was nice to see it again um, and from, from there he just dominated more and more the Titans scored on that possession and uh, Jimmy G did lead the Niners down the field late on to draw level but at that point it was sort of who has the ball last um, and yeah. Tennessee yeah. had the advantage and yeah, really an unexpected win, which is nice. And um, but doesn't don't rely on anything after after that. Um, well, that, that I mean that kind of brings me on. The Titans are playing the Dolphins next, who have strung a lot of wins together. And it's I think seven on the bounce, is it?
3: It is isn't seven
1: on the bounce. The so having lost seven, seven on seven. the bounce, I think. Yeah. 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 But I mean, they, but they they beat the Ravens. But you could argue the Ravens are. Not what they were. Whether they were what they were at the time they played the Dolphins, I don't know. But they've they haven't beaten too much in terms of opposition. Now that's not their fault, obviously. But um, you you don't fluke seven wins in a row. Should we should we be taking them seriously? As I mean, they're obviously could well make the playoffs now. And um, but do you see the Dolphins as a as a threat to threat to anyone? A threat to Tennessee? They obviously will be because that's how it goes. But Um, should we be looking out for them later?
2: They're a team who will beat you if you're not at your best. They've got enough about them. They've got a good defence to hold teams back. They've got a solid group of receivers. Maybe an up and down quarterback, and maybe that's part of the problem, but the lack of run game is their biggest weakness, I think, and they've um, plugged in Duke Johnson in there, who's improved the situation, which tells you how bad it was in the first place, but it's made them a little bit more balanced, so yeah, he's a, he's in not a
1: plug-in guy, really, is he? He's a, yeah, a not. He's not an every-down back. Uh, but I suppose you do what you, you've got to do.
3: Yeah, quite. I, I remember that. I remember the Dolphins from week two when the Bills, who had been pretty poor in week one, beat them thirty-five 0 And I can't believe that that same team is a threat in the in, deep into the playoffs this year. They have, you know, it's at the end of the day they have beaten nfl teams and you it's not so it's not like any any result as we've seen this season there is no result that is a gimme however you have to take it, their schedule into account and like you said other than the ravens you're looking at the giants jets twice panthers texans they haven't beaten what you Some would classify Ian. yeah they haven't beaten what you would classify as a a solid contending team um other than the ravens and you know they're as as it goes they're a bit of a middle of the road team this year now the ravens um th- they lost to the jags
1: i was there yeah <laughs> yeah That's,
3: i mean there's i i, I can't see it. i for me i think the titans and the patriots being them bring them back down to earth in the next couple of weeks and they miss out on the playoffs.
0: I think they I think they could potentially sneak into the playoffs. I do also think that if they get in the playoffs they'll be one of those teams that you you might get one shock victory but as soon as you come up against a well organized well drilled team that that just understands <clears throat> what they're about they'll just they'll crumble. They won't they won't make it past two games in the playoffs at best. I think if
1: they whether they if they make the playoffs, the manner of their next two games against two better perceived teams might dictate a lot. So if they're if they're unconvincing in those, a lot of that confidence could drain away. But if they play well, if whether whether they win or not, just the manner of how they how they do against different opposition will yeah. will show. Yeah. Show everybody.
3: If they can yeah. if they beat the Titans and the Patriots, they are for real and and are and are a threat because by that point they go into the playoffs having won nine on the trot and beaten two good, genuine sides in the last two weeks. Then nobody wants to play a team that's on that kind of run.
0: Yeah. I I still think Tua is too unpredictable in terms of he'll have some weeks where he looks like an absolute wild beater, he looks brilliant, he's making all sorts of throws. You know, he's he's got receivers that he trusts now he still has those weeks where he just doesn't look like he can even see a player open downfield or throw someone open downfield and that's that's something that always worries me in the playoffs you always get those games where somebody's just more competent than you and they'll come in and beat you
2: and then you're relying on those Mike Kosicki DPI penalties
0: <laughs> Hey, as many as Colts. he
2: can get <laughs> I really enjoyed um Jacoby Brissett coming in on third and one and running for minus one yard in this one. That's a good one-two punch. Yeah, that was special.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick quick word on the Bengals who stuck 40 points on the, the Ravens. Uh, I mean, we, we, it's not as if they weren't being taken seriously. They're, they're going to play the Chiefs this week, which arguably might be the most mouth-watering game we've got coming up.
0: Yeah, just um, spoil my one-sentence preview there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, apologies apologies for that. There's your one sentence preview <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yeah, I, but I, yeah, I, I, you're I right won we facing the Bengals right now i think i think um I think they're playing like a team that have all got chips on their shoulders. They're not happy about people writing them off. they're not they got bullied a lot last year, and they're determined to uh. Pay some of that back. There are,
1: there's a lot of exciting talent. They're great yeah. to watch.
0: Um, They're a fun team, for yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I right, still, before... I still
3: feel like the thing is with with them. I still feel like that yes, they've they've put on 41 points against the ravens as a slightly falling apart ravens now joe burrow looked incredible in this game but i still don't feel like i know a bit like the chargers i put those two very at very similar levels and that they're capable of being incredible but they're also capable of being dog shit or bang average the week before they only put in 15 points against the broncos they lost to the 49ers and they lost to the chargers the two weeks before that I'm I'm still not sold on the Bengals as being this, you know. If it all clicks, fantastic. But there's a lot of times it doesn't click still.
0: We'll see see how
3: that goes against the Chiefs.
0: I'll tell you who's really impressed me the last few weeks. And this started predictably with watching him play against the Niners. Is Higgins is a genuinely very, very good receiver. He's someone that I'd not really given a huge... I didn't think he was a bad receiver, but I'd not been... Overly impressed by him, the last few weeks, even even after the Niners game, when I watch highlights now, there are often situations like third and longs, you know, situations where Burrows under pressure and he's the go-to receiver on those. I think he's, I think he's a genuine talent.
1: I think Chase is probably taking a bit of attention away from him, actually.
0: Yeah, he's benefited absolutely. From that, and, and right, you so, Nice problems out doing yeah. what he, what Chase is doing as a as a rookie is incredibly impressive, but those are, I mean, they might be one of the best wide receiver duos in the league at the moment, certainly on current form. And that's not even
3: taking into account Tyler Boyd, who is a, a very, very underrated receiver as well. It's a hell of a three, yeah. three punch.
1: Yeah. yeah. They, they also have Mixon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Um, Mark, I'll, I'll, I will i will We have not mentioned the bills winning at Foxbury yet um as we as a as i run down to the natural sort of let's just get everything else out of the way before we do our one sentence previews um yeah that was a pretty tasty win josh yeah. allen's got his mojo back a bit and it i mean the, the there's the same the same thing about you know, the the running game and and so on but they were they dominated large parts of that game yeah
3: they were really really good here considering to go into the game with a with like injuries to four of our starting um o-line guys um they really really came together but as Josh Allen needed to step up in this game and the Bills beat a good team and they they f- absolutely destroyed the Patriots it was it was wonderful we didn't punt in the game at all we took the uh, we took the punter for a free trip to New England just for the sheer hell of it which was nice um only the- time
1: it's happened against Belichick in New England, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Um,
3: and we we got into the red zone on every um, offensive possession in the second half. When the offense needed to step up in this game, they did. They were they were incredible. Massive shout out to the airline. Isaiah McKenzie coming in in relief of Cole Beasley showed why you know we'd rather have McKenzie playing than Beasley because much, he was much fantastic better bloke, much better bloke, vaccinated. Um, but yeah, Alan, it was just one of those games where Alan took the, took the game on his back, performed admirably. Some of the plays that he created, there were some third and longs, fourth downs where he made something happen, whether it was a, a bit of a shovel pass, whether it was a Duke to get past someone on a fourth and short to get over the game line where he was likely to get tackled. There were a lot of a lot of really significant offensive plays where the Patriots defended it properly and did everything right, but we still made the play to 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 do what we needed to do. And um yeah, it, it was a joy and much needed from the Bills.
0: The one thing that annoyed me about this game, given the significance of it, not just as a divisional matchup between two teams that are now the powerhouse of that division, but also given the playoff implications of the game, how the hell was this not Sunday night football rather than Washington against <laughs> Dallas? Fucking right, yeah, you're, not, you're, telling, you're kidding me.
3: Yeah, do, do you know what, though? It's kind of like the, the we've watched the Bills get beaten a lot in primetime this season, and uh, Bills fans were a bit sick of it, so I was <laughs> quite happy to have this stuck in a, tucked away in a six o'clock, not, not as many people
0: paying attention to it, and we just quietly get on with our business. Thank you. Yeah i will be fine when the playoffs come around then. Yeah. yeah. And every <laughs> yeah. game's prime time.
3: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. It was, um, no, it was great. It was Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. And it was, th- that was something, and a lot had been made of the, the Patriots, especially with how they beat us in the, in the hurricane game um, a couple of weeks ago. I, I told right. you,
1: I told you from the start of all this, that you'd split those two games.
3: You uh, did you say that. I didn't think
1: it would happen like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, it was, it was
3: interesting to see from a Patriots point of view when they were coming up against an offence that was getting it done, they went after people like JC Jackson, the corner for New England, who'd been almost unplayable this season. Um, we, Stefan Diggs had his way with him. And to, to put in a display like that, where Mac Jones had to throw the ball, had to take the team on himself, and they couldn't rely on the run. It was, you know, a lot was made of, let's see if we're up to it. And on this game anyway, he, he wasn't.
1: Well, Nikhil Harry, but you compare his performance to Steph- Stephon Diggs. That's a, a big part of it. Yeah. Um. Like that Diggs performance felt like a, a bit like AJ Brown for me. Like you said, I was, oh yeah, I remember what you could do. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um. And yeah. suddenly that chemistry is instantly back. And yes. Uh, yeah, it,
3: was, it, it was good. We we still need more of a running game from someone other than our starting franchise quarterback um but if we can continue playing offensively throwing the ball like that then
0: much much better there's a there's a not unreasonable chance that you could end up with patriots at bills in the playoff yep at at but in buffalo i think How if do, we win, do you feel about that one if we win our
3: if we win our um last two games against the falcons and the jets and i think the the New England win either both or one of their games. That is it's like ninety percent to be the game. Um yeah, bring it on. Would love to have them back because we owe them one at home.
0: Nice.
1: And I think I think you'll beat them. I, I, yeah, think, I, really I think
3: offensively, I don't think there is much debate that we have better players. Josh Allen was the best player in this game by a, by a million miles. You just hope that conditions in Buffalo allow it if that's the um <laughs> the way that it goes. Um because yeah, if it if it ends up being a snow game and you're you're running the ball, um it's you know it becomes a it's a whole other it's a whole other thing altogether.
1: Yeah, Gosh, but Alan, buffalo first. weather, Mark. Buffalo
3: yeah, football weather. weather. That is football weather, except the fact that you can't throw the ball and we're not suited to that at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> has has any quarterback ever gone over two hundred rushing yards in a playoff game? I have no idea. I'm sure he I'm might sure. have to if it's not. Nice. Well, yeah.
3: Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, if if that's needed, fine, I'll take it. Put him at (laughs) running back and put someone else in at quarterback. I don't care. Play Mitch. (laughs) Just go Wildcat. Just play, yeah, every play. (laughs) If If the Dolphins
2: win their last two games and beat the Patriots in their last game, do they pass the Patriots in the standings? Yes. Yes. But the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots can now be knocked out
0: of the playoff standings completely.
1: Oh, they must be because they're not, well based on the fact that they weren't part of the bet, I assume that uh, it's definitely possible. Uh, Well, yeah, they're only a game
3: ahead of of four other teams, so if if they lose both their games, one of which being the Dolphins, then they would finish the season nine and eight, and it's, you'd be, all you would need is a couple of other teams to win one or two games then, and They'd be fine. They'd be they absolutely gonna lose to Jacksonville next
0: week. That's the problem.
3: That's the major issue, is that is who their opponent next week.
0: Yeah, I think I was looking at the, the ESPN's playoff machine and messing around with all the scenarios to see if I could drop them out. And it was almost you didn't have impossible a scenario to do that so. was
1: Jacksonville winning in New England, I Yeah, see.
0: probably that was the thing that was blocking it
3: because they win that game they go to 10 wins they're 10 and 6 and then everyone else needs to win out and then they and they still hold the tie break over a lot of yeah. the teams so they yeah. they're pretty much guaranteed to be a,
1: even if they it's, lose it's to the it's weird i mean like the the titans for example on 10 and 5 yeah i've got yeah and yeah like logically you look at that how can they not be in the playoffs but it's a reflection of how bonkers the afc has been and yeah. that there are enough teams that could could overtake them yeah Yeah. all right any any other nfl business before we look ahead to to next week um i mean we assume don't want to mention the the jags jets game end. (laughs) i don't think anyone wants to go through that pain
0: very Um, briefly i thought for a neutral it was a genuinely entertaining game even if the quality wasn't the highest. It, was, it wasn't It was one of those, you know, you've seen them this season where it's just been painful to watch. It was actually
2: pretty good fun. That's fair. There were worse games in 40 that I watched this week and made me think, we, we're not, I mean, we're terrible, but we're there are teams that are more terrible. And aside from, the play calling on those last four plays which was either gross incompetence or right. very well disguised tanking i'm not sure which at this point but i, I think it's more... a sign
1: of a, it's a sign of a team that have been through a lot and you've just you, you know urban myers barely out the door and you, you're trying to win football games based on the the shit he's left behind ultimately um, I, and <coughs> that's a that's a step in the right direction him going out the door
2: we have gone about one and a half days without the Jaguars making me sad. And then the news <laughs> came out today that they plan to uh, retain Trent balky within the organisation going forward, unless the new head coach doesn't want him. And given that he's responsible in part for the recruitment of the new head coach. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my, my, my will okay. to uh, live was saps yet further by today's news.
1: It seems like they're going after some goodish people. Um, if the rumours are to be believed, um, Byron mm. Leftwich, I, I, I kind of yeah, one of those rivals that you secretly quite liked as a player. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think... the ball or not <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> But he, I, I think he'd be a great like a gut feeling. I mean, just with the the connection, um, obviously, but. Um, that that would be that would be a really positive appointment, I would think. Um, Dan Quinn's another another name who's obviously been a head coach um, that they've they've contacted Dallas about, haven't they? Um, but yeah, they're they're all uh, they're all going to be improvements.
0: I'd be worried about Quinn. I'd like to see Leftwich. You need someone who's able to develop a quarterback. And and I don't think Quinn is it. You need to see who he's bringing in as offensive coordinator, really. Sure, sure. You before you know. get excited about him, I think excited that's was a stretch. But you know,
3: is that one um, thing that stands against Leftwich though? Because you're, it's a very different thing, isn't it? T- trying to take someone who's got all this hype in Tennessee, but hasn't necessarily had the greatest rookie season ever, and you, what he's used to is sort of semi-managing Tom Brady it's like (laughs) Uh kind of it's it's a little bit potato potato that isn't it and (laughs) I'll be I'll be interested to see which way they go I I more think someone like Kellen Moore at the Cowboys who apparently they've also contacted there's more synergy with what he's done with Dak as offensive coordinator there as to what he would need to do with Trevor Lawrence rather than what Byron Leftwich has done with Brady yeah that's That's
0: fair
2: Okay. I mean, I think at this point I trust Lawrence more than I trust any of our offensive coaching staff. So, <laughs> just let him maybe be the. That IC. wouldn't be too much of a bad thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one positive that's come out of this, or at least entertaining point, is um, in response to this, someone made a, a clown emoji with a Shad Khan mustache on it, and basically all of my Jaguars Twitter followers have changed their avatar to that during this afternoon. So now my entire Twitter timeline is just a sea of this emoji with the. Uh, so, unless you really concentrate, you don't know who anyone is when you look exactly. at Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and they were absolutely bombarding the uh, Jaguars' uh, Twitter chats with it late earlier on as well. It was great. Very good. Right then, some one sentence previews.
1: Um, this will be week 17, not the final week of the season. Annoying. The penultimate week, yeah, ridiculously. No Thursday night this week. Um, I think I think all games by one are on Sunday. It's hard to keep track at this time of year. Yeah, it's,
0: it's <laughs> Brown Steelers on Monday night. What, what even is a Sunday anymore? <laughs> yeah.
3: What day is it today? I've no idea.
1: Right, we will start with Philadelphia at Washington.
2: A football game guaranteed to make your eyes bleed. <laughs>
1: LA Rams at Baltimore.
3: How badly do the Ravens need Lamar back? Without him, they're nothing more than an average side clinging to any sort of playoff hopes.
1: Tampa Bay at New York Jets. How much do you love Brady this week, Craig? (laughs) Miami at Tennessee.
0: Miami, the first team with both a seven game winning and losing streak in one season. If they can extend that winning streak, they'll have a win and in scenario in week 18.
1: Jacksonville at New England.
2: Was Miles Jack down? Las Vegas at Indianapolis. The Colts' steamroller trundles on. Squeaky bum time in Nashville.
1: Uh, Nashville? Um, Kansas City at Cincinnati.
0: Should be the game of the week. Titans fans will be watching this one closely.
1: I've now just realized what you meant, Pat. Um, New York Giants <laughs> at Chicago.
0: Nothing in this game to worry about those who care
3: about teams with playoff aspirations.
1: Lancer at Buffalo. After a few blips, the Bills are starting to look hot at the bright time. Perfect time to face an average Atlanta
2: Falcons team. Houston at San Francisco. Trey Lance versus Davis Mills. Although in reality, it will be a lot of giving Debo Samuel the ball and letting him run 90 yards for touchdowns, I imagine. <laughs> These look great. Um, Denver at
1: LA Chargers.
0: The Chargers could still keep their slim playoff hopes alive, so expect the Broncos to slam that door shut.
1: Carolina at New Orleans.
0: As bonkers
3: as it sounds, given their season, the Saints are still in the playoff hunt. And what's even more bonkers is that they're desperate to get tight end quarterback Taysom Hill back to help them.
0: Ugh.
1: Give me Ian any day. Detroit <laughs> at Seattle. It's gone south of Seahawks big time, but they can't lose to the Lions, can they? Arizona
2: at Dallas. This one is massive and I'm genuinely not sure which way it will go. I hope it's Arizona, but I fear it won't be. Minnesota at Green Bay.
0: Minnesota could still keep their slim playoff hopes alive, so expect Green Bay to slam that door shut.
1: And finally, Cleveland at Pittsburgh.
0: Must win
3: Monday night football for both these clubs. Whoever loses is done for the season.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there we go. One sentence previews um, for week 17. And all of those games will be in 2022. Um so with that in mind any other business i think we're probably ready to say goodbye to 2021 um rich you said you do not know well it's that limbo time between christmas and new year i don't think you had much to say did you
0: no it's it's the twilight zone of the year and no one really knows what's going on we're all sitting on our sofas stuffing our faces with cheese and drinking all the alcohol we can get our hands on uh, <laughs> so enjoy enjoy that <laughs>
1: it, that is good fun it is good um Mark, you were, ah oh, you're going to say something similar. I think this yeah. could be the quickest AOB ever in the history of the podcast.
3: Yeah. the uh, the only update from me is a quick follow-on from last week, in that my wife has now watched Die Hard um, and <sighs> thoroughly and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, really? at the, yeah, and at no point did she um, feel the need to ask you know who's that person or check her phone she was she was
1: it's not it. that and hard a plot to follow
3: I mean, no it's really not <laughs> to, well, <laughs> you wouldn't have thought you would have thought not um but um regular regular listener and friend of mine mark boothman um even felt the need to his his wife rachel text michelle to ask her if she had yet watched die hard following mark listening to the pod um <laughs> so <laughs> so i can confirm mark she is now a die hard watcher
1: well, He doesn't, this is, he this doesn't is... listen in Wandsworth, does he? No, no probably not. No,
3: he, he lives just down the road from me in King's Road in Swindon.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Number 12, King's Road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's great about this is that she's either now a Die Hard fan or she loves you enough to lie about liking Die Hard.
3: It's definitely one of the two.
1: Um... Is, is she is she out at you? When can we watch Die Hard
3: 2? <laughs> um, we have suggested that um i I don't know i don't know when that's planned for maybe after christmas because die hard 2 is not a
1: christmas movie Uh, is it it, is it i i can't remember it's a while since i've seen die hard 2 although that's imminent based on the fact that i watched die hard with the boy yesterday (laughs) and he's on at me uh when can we watch die hard 2 that's the one in the airport isn't it correct samuel L. jackson yeah oh yeah
2: Samuel L. Jackson's the third one.
3: Third one, you are right. Yes. Oh God, I need to watch. I need to watch them both again.
1: <laughs> Stop getting diehard. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> what we'll never do though is watch Die Hard for Die Harder because Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat, any other business?
2: I wanted to give my thanks to people providing a place to vent your annoyance at things that doesn't cause a massive fight with the things that were causing you the annoyance because I've needed that in the last week or so. And some very tolerant people have uh, been amused by the things that have been driving me insane. And that has helped um, not to escalate them in my uh, local vicinity. So I appreciate that. And I have enjoyed being as much of a dick as possible um, in certain places to avoid doing that. Locally, it it really helps me understand why Russ is like he is. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> oh.
1: Oh, the, I mean, you have you have kept us entertained over the last few days. I have to say, um, and also some of my family entertained. Um, <laughs> I've been sharing the updates <laughs> <laughs> as they come in. I mean, the the highlight has to be the
2: the window in your house that was obliterated by a cardboard yes it's not often you decorate your house as a crack den for christmas but here we are <laughs> <laughs> um
1: oh i will i will finish off um i mean I, I i never expected international travel with with covid to be straightforward um but i mean it, it wasn't so i i went to to Austria for for Christmas which ended up being a week away with my family to see my my sister her husband and her kids which was great it, it all worked um it was stressful in parts it was sort of yeah nerve-wracking we are not quite sure what to expect expect at a border you know we're all used to flying or traveling and you kind of know how the process works and suddenly I haven't I't haven't been on an airplane in two years and okay a lot of these things might be different there are things like passenger locator forms and different processes all compounded by brexit of course just to add that other curveball in and you get your passport stamped these days anyway
2: um
1: so that that that's all fine The complicated things that you have to do to get into a country at the moment um we did all that um but to come back into the uk which is probably more widely known what restrictions are, because that's that kind of makes the news at the moment. So um, with Omicron, they changed it so that instead of, I think, I can't remember what it was before, but at the moment you have to provide two tests to get back into the UK. One is um, either a PCR or lateral flow before you fly and then one's a PCR test within two days of you, you getting back into the UK. Um, the logic of both of these are flawed. Um, but you do them because that's that's what you have to do. Um, but you can't you can't do them in the free of charge way that you can get lateral flow tests or PCR tests in any other way. You have to pay your private company, one of Boris's mates, for the the privilege. Um, so 177 pounds to get our family tested. Um, the kids only have to do one of the two, which is further confusion. Um, so six tests. Um, uh, but we, we're queuing for the Innsbruck airport to come back on Boxing Day and people in front of us in the queue overhearing so I'm sort of getting my phone out and bits of paper right what do I need to show when okay here's my certificate we have a lateral flow test we've just done and they've verified um, you what you get for your money you pay to have someone um, look at a picture of a lateral flow test and say yes that's negative which proves absolutely nothing but they give you a certificate with a QR code um, but so, someone overheard our conversation So like, oh what so the just us Registering it on an NHS NHS app isn't enough. Uh, no, no, it's not. You need to you need to have paid, um, and the people in front hadn't, and um, so I so I thought, oh, well, they're going to have a uh, have problems when they get to the front of the queue. Turns out they didn't. They just showed the NHS test. Yeah, that's fine. Knock yourselves out. Um, overheard other people doing the same. Though the Austrian authorities don't really care. Um, they're hap- they'll happily pack people off on a flight to flight to the UK um, if they can get rid of them. <laughs> um, but so I, I mean, a couple of things. One is I'm a I'm a rule stickler, as you all know. I've I've paid <laughs> for these tests, and yet other people haven't, and they were able to fly. Um, but the other thing is a news story broke today um, from <laughs> the same airport on the same day as we left. Um, 110 people from the uk were turned away um by austrian authorities for not having done the correct things that probably should have been checked on departure from wherever they flew from the uk so we've got this scenario where countries are just <clears throat> happily trying to get rid of people not really bothering or not really caring that the rules are being followed Um how about sort you sort your shit out do each other a favor um Follow whatever rules you set, um, as farcical or not as they may be, rather than have uh, God knows how much carbon footprint wasted on people flying to be then not let in and sent back, or more likely let in when they haven't followed the rules and the the process. I mean, it's enormously complicated, so I have some sympathy with people. But, you know, um, these rules clearly have ways that they can be breached. Um, which which doesn't look good either. Um, there are all sorts of confused messages with this, so I should probably stop talking.
2: I mean, I am glad to hear that our passports are getting stamped again because that's the first good thing I've heard about Brexit. <laughs> oh,
0: you need to get your blue passport and get that stamped because that's that's the real benefit of Brexit right there.
2: Yeah, I've got a blue. Yeah,
1: mine's blue again. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's like the eighties.
0: Well, handily, I don't think my passport runs out until twenty twenty or 26 so by that time we'll be back in a customs union with the eu and i won't have to worry about it
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not so sure about that <laughs> yeah just lo- lots of chaos it was all worth it though um and actually I had quite a nice time so <laughs> worth it's it amazing because you end, got yep. to
0: avoid not doing any long snapper work for a week
1: yeah that was a pleasure um <laughs> that was um but yeah it's a nice place austria yeah it still is it's nice to be reminded of fact
2: good
0: (laughs) yeah that's one thing it's been nice to actually get proper christmases this year where we get to do even if there's a bunch of admin and bullshit that goes along with it at least you know i i got to spend it actually with my parents you got to spend it actually you know with your family out in Austria it's it's nice to do that I mean obviously Pat got to spend it with his uh <laughs> his father's parents so there's, there's a downside for everything but... you know it's nice to that have got,
1: got to do that. that a lot of people that haven't been able to because uh, Omicron yeah. is obviously everywhere right now um, yeah so but but that sucks but um yeah hopefully people can make make up for that yeah enough enough covid chat enough of any chat probably um nice to be back Uh, we will well should we do this again next year i hope Um, so yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely definitely um but yeah in the meantime i won't say happy that's not really our thing but go well (laughs)
0: second there
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's more our style isn't it